Welcome to Create New Futures, a show about thought-provoking ideas and practices you can use to create and shape your future in life and in business. Join Avi Shahar, author and innovation strategy consultant, as he shares his proven strategies that have helped clients create breakthrough results. Aviv has guided executives at Fortune 100 companies, and now he wants to help you. Helping people overcome challenge and achieve results is what leaders do. This is Aviv with a new episode of Create New Futures. And this one is a mind bender, because to discover the greater potential of conflict and what and how you can grow and evolve as a professional, you need to bend your mind a little. This focusing conversation will enable you to go beyond meeting challenges resiliently. You will discover here a process to empower and to help your people unleash personal and professional growth. Let's get to purposing conflict. You heard this right. Purposing conflict as in finding the purpose latent in conflict. One morning at breakfast, Sarah described a conflict between two people we love. Feeling their struggle and pain, she sought to find an insight that would help them reach an effective solution. And so she asked me, what do you think about this conflict? How would you approach the challenge that it represents? Pouring the green tea, I replied, First, we must recognize that most people have a natural tendency to apply a binary frame of mind. That is, when we see a problem, we react by attempting to solve it there and then. We tend to equate conflict with something bad that needs to be removed. This mistaken belief prevents our taking advantage of the opportunity inherent in most conflicts. The fact is, conflicts can lead to breakthrough developments. Therefore, my first suggestion is to avoid falling into the trap of reactive solutioning by creating a space for a different approach. In the show notes, I'm now simply showing two boxes. On the left, I'm showing a gray box titled Problem with an arrow to the box on the right, the blue box, which is called solution. That is the binary solutioning, shifting from problem to solution. The question is, why is trying to pivot immediately from a problem to the solution often represents a suboptimal approach? There are situations for which this simple binary equation doesn't work because the solution cannot come from the problem itself. As Einstein taught us, we cannot solve a problem at the same level at which it was created. A brief demonstration reveals the limitation of the binary solutioning approach. Position the palm of your hand close to your head, right in front of your eyes. You will find that the palm occupies almost your entire field of vision, leaving little room to see anything else. When you pull your hand away from your face, however, you can see your palm as well as the entire space around you. The same is true with a problem. You experience a new perspective when you step back to see a bigger picture. Okay, 
So the point I'm making here is that we find solution, therefore, by first gaining a new and broader perspective, second, addressing the root causes, and third, by introducing a new level of thinking that transforms the map of meaning that created the problem in the first place. Here is the alternative thinking framework and the process I proposed we use to lead a conversation that offers a path from conflict toward resolution. I placed three napkins on the table, naming them Observe, Elevate, and Approach. The visual you will find in the show notes represents three boxes. On the lower left, you have the box of Observe, And then to the right and at a higher elevation, you will find the box of elevate. And then to the right and further up, you will find the third box titled approach. In other words, a three-step process of elevation from observe to elevate to find the approach. Here is how I suggest that you can work with these three concepts. And you're now looking at a table with the column on the left titled Observe, under which the two questions proposed are, what do you see? What observation can you make? And under that, it says, describe your observation of the situation from as neutral and objective place as possible. And then to the right, the second column is titled Elevate. And the questions proposed for you to reflect on are what elevated point of view and understanding can you discern from your observation? And what insight can you distill? And under that, it proposes that you frame an insight that elevates the situation, transforms the picture, and offers guidance. And then the third column to the right, titled Approach, proposes the following questions. What approach do you propose to take about the conflict or the challenge? What are you compelled to offer into this situation? And then the brief below that says, determine what you will and what you won't do, and what approach will offer assistance to the situation. Okay, so let's look at a for instance. Step one, observe. After listening to Sarah describe her understanding of the conflict under discussion, my observation is that there are six points of difference that comprise the bigger conflict. I proceed by attempting to unpack these differences, name them with greater specificity, and separate the amorphous feeling of conflict into a concrete set of data points. This first step allows me to bring a new level of clarity to the situation. It is easier to resolve a series of specific concerns and find exact remedies than it is to try to address a cloud of conflicts. This is the idea of stepping back to observe and gain a bigger perspective. I seek to validate the issues on the table rather than pivot immediately from problem to solution. Okay, so let's look at step two, elevate. In step two of this process, I look for an insight, an understanding, 
and an appreciation that elevates and enables a new point of view. Here is what I offered. Life is full of tensions and conflicts. Consider this fact. Life is a theater in which intentions clash with reality. Tension arises when hopes and desires encounter opposing or incompatible hopes and desires. For example, the spiritual meets the physical, and the personal and the universal rub against each other and rarely agree. Such naturally arising tensions are present even before we bring value systems, beliefs, politics, and economic conditions into the equation. These contradictions create a fertile soil for conflict, especially when we consider that these realms are dynamic and evolving spheres that influence and interact with each other. By immersing myself in these observations, I am prodded to find the fulcrum where a new level of appreciation can be accessed, which I do by shifting from the what inquiry to the why inquiry. Why is a purpose inquiry. Instead of reacting to eliminate conflict immediately, I seek to understand its purpose. The game-changing insight comes with the realization that conflict has a purpose. I propose not only that the occurrence of conflict is purposeful, but that conflict has a dual purpose. Here is how I propose we think about this. At the individual human level, conflict offers a growth opportunity. Through conflict, we develop capabilities and capacities that we otherwise would not cultivate. Conflict is a central character in the developmental drama of everyone's journey. At the planetary and universal level, conflict is a technology that sparks innovation and breakthroughs in the evolutionary process by serving as a catalyst that triggers these processes. A common human response to conflict is to remove the problem, believing that by doing so we will eliminate the source of the pain and struggle. Once we recognize the purposeful opportunity conflict offers, we realize that a better approach is to use pain and struggle as fuel for learning, development, and growth. These layers of understanding point to a key realization. How we handle conflict determines whether we grow and develop or we freeze and arrest that development. The point we are making is that our response to challenges and resistance determines whether we participate constructively in the evolutionary process they offer. This process of deliberation is part of my second napkin, elevate. I seek to elevate my perspective with the initial set of observations that we made. With these insights, I now am ready to propose an approach and offer process assistance. Which brings us to step three, approach. In this step, I suggest that there are two complementary approaches we can take with respect to conflict. The first approach is one of compassionate support. We offer encouragement, guidance, thinking frameworks, and techniques 
without trying to take away the conflicts people encounter on their development journey. In this approach, we advise, we support, we offer the wisdom of experience. We do not, however, we do not take from others a conflict that they must face. Even if we could do that, why would we deprive them of the gift of the growth opportunity inherent in their struggle? The second approach is one that acknowledges that progress, maturation, and growth bring about change in the problems we need to handle. If this year we faced the same kind of problems we struggled with last year and the year before and the year before that, the implication is we have made no developmental change and progress. Embracing new challenges, on the other hand, is a sign of progress, maturation, and possibly new elevation. How do you know you are progressing on your journey? When you discover that this year you're dealing with a new set of challenges, challenges that open new doors for you with opportunities to grow and develop and evolve in multiple ways with new skills and new capabilities, and yes, with new outcomes and results. By refusing the knee-jerk reaction of the binary equation that shifts from problem to solution, and by stepping back to observe, elevate, and formulate an approach, we are able to escape the binary solutioning and the Einstein paradox within it. Fortified by these insights and mindsets, Sarah and I continued our conversation, reflecting on how this process framework might help address the situation faced by our loved ones. We all must deal with conflict. Here is a radical thought for you. To be alive is to be in conflict. Reversing this construct would ask, If you are experiencing no conflict whatsoever, are you sure that you are alive? What about the conflict you face in your life? What observations and what insights can you develop? What approach will you take to reveal and engage the development purpose of those conflicts? How will you use an existing challenge as an opportunity for growth? And how will you guide your people and your team to discover the growth potential and the development that awaits them as they work through the development process, hidden and latent in those conflicts they struggle with every day? To create new futures, we each must do this work, the work we call here purposing conflict, which is the work we do to unleash the development potential latent in the conflicts we grapple with. Thank you for listening. Aviv always encourages his clients to identify the one or two ideas they can move forward into action immediately. What will you capture and apply today? You can always begin with a small action and then build momentum over time. When you move forward from an idea to action, you get immediate ROI, return on the time you invested, and return of learning And then the learning cycle builds the success propulsion. One more thing. You can reach Aviv directly by phone and email to discover how he can help you create a new future for your business and organization. 
creating your new future can begin today.